It can't be that time of the week again. It is. It's the Bad Boy Running Podcast with your hosts, Jodie Rainsford and David Hellard. Here it is. It's that time of the week again. It's the Bad Boy Running Podcast. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> did you did you like that game show host style introduction? I loved it. Having just had a conversation where you said, "Do we just have to go hello again, hello again?" <laughs> I was I was surprised by your energy. I thought I had to replicate. I, I was surprised by energy. I must have just taken a sugar hit at that at that very second. That's because this week we're sponsored by Stinger Bar. <laughs> What's Stinger Bar? I don't oh, know. This, this, this is a ter- oh, sorry, that's a terrible. That's a terrible thing for someone that's advertising us to hear from the. No, no, that's sponsor. great. It's one of those adverts where you go, "Oh, what's Stinger Bar?" Oh, and I go, yeah. oh, "Funny you ask." I'm I'm feeling low on energy. I really need something to help me through the day. I wonder if you have a solution. To be honest, I don't actually know what Stinger Bar is. It's something I ate loads as a kid, and it was green. And it tasted really artificial, but it was incredibly amazing. And my sister bought me some this weekend that I was ridiculously excited about, given they cost about 10p each. Uh, but if you can find, it's more West Country, if you can find a Stinger Bar, oh my it's, God. It's a regional delicacy. <laughs> it is. I mean, I think delicacy's a little bit too far, but it's the, it's the West Country version of a Wham Bar, if that gives you a... A scale of epicness. What's a wham bar? Well, you don't know wham bar. What is that? Is that something to do with Andrew Ridgely and? Uh... <laughs> it's it's, it's basically that... a salty. It's a salty chew. <laughs> salty goodness. No, it's um. You don't know wham bar. It's like so you know refreshers. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, are we speaking different languages here? I have no sweets, idea what you're talking the about. The sweets, the sweets, all no, sweets. No, I was never really into like sweets. Oh my! How did you get to say tubs? I don't. <laughs> I just assume you're the king. <laughs> that is that is offensive. It's offensive coming from someone who's talking to me with a a broken headset. <laughs> you lose. Well, I just need to picture listener that um, David is looking at me from his darkened room still because he still hasn't got a light on, and he's he's obviously sat on his headset and one of the earpieces is hanging off him. It looks demented. I look like a um, you know when you see in cartoons there's a. A dog that was given away at an orphanage and it's got a broken ear. It's a little bit like that. <laughs> no, 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 um, stinger bars. You gotta, you gotta hunt them out. They're amazing. And, and what we used to do at school, because I, I was, I was away at boarding school. Dad, the, dad in the army, so we, we got a limited amount of sweets we had. So if we ever found a stinger bar without any of the fizz in it, a bit like when you found a Kit Kat. Oh, without the wafer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'd send it in to, was it Bartley's Martlu? Martley's Martlu, wait a minute. Martley, Martley, that whatever company that was, and we'd always make up these huge stories about how we we'd gone on a trip to Africa to see our, our long lost nephew who had only asked for a stinger bar. So we bought him this stinger bar, and it's the first time we'd seen him in five years. And then he got the stinger bar, and there was no fizz, and how it destroyed the whole holiday. And we'd spent thousand pounds on the holiday, and it's all he wanted. And then they send you a bucket load of stinger bars, and you'd be the hero of your year for about for about three days while you were eating all these things it's amazing amazing so so it's just it's a brilliant product and then when it's bad it's even better because it just gives even more and we're sponsored by these people are we we we, (laughs) (laughs) probably not for very long 
you, so you've you've f- just you basically talked about how you basically embezzled Stinger by other <laughs> How you be this so fraud and misrepresentation, and now and and exactly how are they going to be paying up this check? Yes, we so owe them money now. If you're if you're from Bartley Martlew, no, <laughs> if you're from from that Sorry, company, are we, send- are we just naming people from uh, Special Forces Week again? <laughs> It could be. I mean, mate, yeah, it's, she, that's why she's so high energy. But if you're from that company, send us in loads of Stinger bars. Yeah, I just want to find out what these things are. If you're from that company that is allegedly sponsoring us, who <laughs> we don't know any details <laughs> about or anything, another hugely successful sponsorship deal. I think, <laughs> just think this could be your company, people. We could be promoting you with such uh, success as Bigger this. Bigger and aplomb. Sales will go through the roof. But anyway, anyway, how have you been, Jenny? How have you been? I've been good. I've been good. Um, I've been, uh, well, I say good in the sense that I've been, uh, I'm still going along to running club, although I didn't go um, this week simply because I've had a bit of a, a bit of a niggle in my hip. And Ooh. so uh, I don't think it's anything particularly serious. Um, so I went to uh, see my massage therapist and um, just, she hurt me a lot. And now I am just off running for a week or so. But um, oh, you've only been on running for a week. It's <laughs> it's not a good hit rate. Well, well, no. I think I think this is one of the things because I I don't like to build up slowly. I tend to overdo it very quickly because you get you know, yeah. when you get all excited and stuff. You think, oh yeah, you know, I've been I've run like two miles in the last twenty weeks. I can easily go out and run a half marathon on Sunday, and it'll yeah. be fine. But that's that's what I always tend to do. And I think that's what I've done this time. I think it's I think it's going to be absolutely fine. It's not keeping me off my feet. I'm just it's just a a precautionary measure because one of the things that I've done this week, buoyed by the fact that I'm very enthusiastic about running again, is that I've just spent a whole load of cash on uh, signing up for stuff. Oh, <laughs> for next year. brilliant! Brilliant! Now you're injured. <laughs> now, yeah, that's it. That's no, but that's what's going to happen. <laughs> that's going to happen. I've I've emptied all of my bank account. Various running uh, things. The things I'll still run it even if I'm injured. So yeah. you know, I'm not. There's no way I'm going to lose money on any of that. <laughs> well, give us give us the playlist. There's some pretty good stuff. So already I've had the South Downs Way 100 booked in. Um, is, that, is that the one we did before? That's the one we did before. Oh, that's a biggie. That is a biggie. And I have booked in the. Oh, this is crazy. I've booked in the Hoka Highland Fling, which is um, 53 miles along the West Highland Way. And it had a really weird, this, this is, right, this is it. So it's 53 miles, this is an ultra, and yeah. it's open to 2,000 runners, 1,000 runners, 2,000 runners, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and the entry's opened at 9 o'clock on a, 9 p.m. on a Sunday. And I thought, yeah. that's, a, that's a weird time, isn't it? Yeah. Out. Sold out in two hours. Whoa. And I mean, what's so special about it? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it, I mean, it's a good it's, name. It's good, good name. Day. I mean, yeah, it's Hoka, oh yeah, Hoka sponsor. It's Highland Fling. It's it's well known. It's hasn't been going for that many years. What um, would a Hoka do? Hoka shoe shoe company. Hoka, you know the um, the Hokas I was wearing when uh, I ran the uh, Southern Way One Hundred. They're oh, the thick okay. ones. You, you 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 keep denying ever seeing them. <laughs> They're the ones that you make me look like Alvin Stardust. You, <laughs> you always wonder why I'm a foot taller than you. It's because I'm wearing those. Oh you know, wow! So they're, they're, they're dual purpose. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so um, so they sponsor it, but it's um, it's supposed to be a great race, and that some of the video and stuff. And I heard really good things about it. But but an ultra, what fifty three miles selling out within two hours? Crazy. Yeah. When when is it? That is next 
April, I think you'll be just heading off for oh, yeah. the MDS then, yeah. won't you? Yeah, yeah. Also, give it, give you a bit of time. It's a good build-up, actually, for the, the 100 Down Way, whatever it's called. Yeah, the, um, I thought so as well. And then I've booked for two weeks before that Brighton Marathon. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so they, what they do, they Brighton Marathon cleverly, and, and when I say cleverly, I mean uh, maximise to rip people off who didn't get into London. <laughs> <laughs> Desperation. <laughs> Desperation. Cleverly reopen entries after the marathon, London Marathon budget, uh, ballot um, closes. And so... It opens up and you just think, oh, how much is it going to be? How much are they going to? How much are they going to stiff us for this time? Seventy-two pound. They're like the old filthy man just walking around bars on Valentine's Day, aren't they? They are. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've what been that I, man. What can I, I'll find a girl crying in a corner somewhere and hand her a rose, and yeah, that'll be it. Yeah. So how much? How much do they charge you then? Seventy-two pound. They do. They, they do that annoying thing where they say sixty-eight pound fifty, and then they add like two ninety-nine admin fee on it which which just pushes it over the so i mean i know that i know that you know they obviously have to take advantage of it but that is a lot of money 72 pound for brighton marathon i'm trying to think of other uk marathons i can't think of a more expensive one i mean there must be i'm sure there must be an amazing trail one that is incredibly hard logistics. It's more expensive, but and I'd imagine that Edinburgh, being the worst marathon on earth, probably charge more than that. <laughs> they probably, just because they probably let everyone in. They well, they, I mean, you, you've got free entry next year. They're, well, they're, they, I think they probably hit a peak, thinking we're already the worst marathon on earth. How can we top this? I know we're up the prices. <laughs> well, no, there we go. It's that it's that desperate race for being the most or the fastest or the biggest. We're the most expensive. They're <laughs> <laughs> the trying hated. to be the stellar art. <laughs> Of <laughs> not, but not reassuringly expensive. <laughs> Desperately expensive. No, yeah. seventy-two pound for a marathon is ridiculous. What's London now? London, was it thirty-five? Thirty-five? Yeah, thirty-five. I think it's thirty-five still. I mean, I mean that's incredible. I mean, like two hundred and fifty thousand people apply or something, which is yeah. you know. And the, the fact is, with London, if you said to me, pay one hundred and fifty pounds, two hundred pounds to enter, I would probably. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm bitching about paying seventy-two pound. But I'd happily pay seventy-two pounds to enter rather than raise fifteen hundred pounds for a charity, which is just a massive, massive. I mean, the um, Royal Parks Ultra, yeah. Um, when it was running, it didn't. It's not. It didn't run this year because of um, roadworks or something like that. But when it was running, you could get guaranteed entry without sponsorship for like two hundred pounds, two hundred pounds to for a, for fifty k. And that's that. I think that makes it the most exp- one of the most expensive per mile. Yeah. yeah. Cool, that's that's pricey, two hundred. You see, I, I almost don't mind something like Royal Parks because it might be well, wrong. Well, it's this. protecting the parks, isn't it? It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's you, the thing you, you feel, feel at least the money's going somewhere good. Yeah, I've no idea where the Brighton. It's probably to um, to offset carbon, I'd imagine. <laughs> Brighton Marathon. <laughs> it's it's probably gone on couscous or tofu <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> But that's crazy. That's quite, I mean, there's you know, there's there's few marathons. I mean, I, I know that you know, people make comparisons with other other races that um, that are more expensive. Well, you see how good a friend I am to you that I managed to get you a free place. That's that's a seventy-two pound gift right there. That is. So I'm splitting over that. Although, again, I I put that down as one of my worst marathon experiences. So do I thank you for that? Or? Well, it's all about you. You can't have the highs unless you have the lows. So by gifting you that low of lows, I've said, how great is your next marathon going to be? Incredible. 
So I am. So I am looking to try and make that a PB. That's that's gonna be my aim. So. Ooh, ooh, whoa! Do you want me to come and pace you? Will I be um, probably MDS, isn't it? It's sixteenth. If I'm back and I can walk, I'll just jump over and pace you if you want. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, and that way, that way, thirty-six pounds each. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus. No, and then and then the other one that I've um, signed up for, which we talked about before, was the uh, Beer Lovers Marathon. Oh, you signed up? Yeah. In May. Oh, oh, I need to, I need to get on that. What? I well, it's it's because I've I've got an expectation. I think amongst my friends that if I go, you're organising it on Matt. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a beast. <laughs> And I imagine as well, if if we go, we probably want Bad Boy Running to go on mass as well. Oh, we're, this is this absolutely. Oh, wait a minute. Let me find this. This is excellent because they have already talked about. Oh, I'm not saying this in any way to say that people's English is bad or anything like that. But sometimes yeah. the way that English is structured on on websites, especially like French websites and stuff like that, is just brilliant. Yeah. So if you can recall what it is, it's the the equivalent of the Medoc Marathon, but with beer. They're doing it for the first year. And the great thing is, some, in a race like that, even if it's complete shambles, no one cares because there's beer. And so if you end up slacking off at halfway or um, you get lost, you're going to be happy, whatever happens. What the things I, thing I like is when they put down this thing, which is just so typically French. I know this is Belgium. But this is so typically French. The values of the Beer Lovers Marathon. <laughs> we, we know what the values are. <laughs> Costume contest. Now, these are much better. Although the costumes are not mandatory, we strongly encourage you to play the game and to dress up alone or in groups. This will help the friendly atmosphere we're promoting. Belonging to a group reinforces the interactions you will have with other participants Aww. and the supporters. It's all sweet, isn't it? It's yeah. really nice. Yeah. This is good. The theme of this first edition is, when I was five years, years old, I wanted to become... Ooh, That's a good one. That's a good that, theme, isn't it? That is a good one. Yeah, I'm just trying to think how we could pervert that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be hard, is it? I, I like that. I like it. There's, the schedule looks incredible as well. I mean, look, look at the schedule. Saturday, get, you, know, you get your bibs and have a pasta party. And it says, till 1am, discovery of the Beer Lovers City Festival. That sounds dangerous. Oh, that's got to be a beer fest. Uh, yep. Saturday, fi- Sunday, 15th of May, 8.30, opening of the Beer Village. Oh. <laughs> that's <laughs> an hour before the first wave of runners. And then arrival of the last runners, 4.15, 6pm, closure, of- closure of the village. Boo. Transition to the Beer Lovers City Festival. Hey! <laughs> oh, it's our Sunday marathon, though. For, well, I don't mind necessarily Sunday marathons, but Sunday boozy marathon. Oh, that means Monday off work, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Well, mate, mate, it might be the May Bank holiday or the May, whatever the thing is. May. There are two holidays in May, aren't there? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Just, just, let me have a look. Let me have a look. Oh, that would be good. Anyway, it's while, not, while no, you're researching no, it's, it's that, early. It's early Bank holiday. No, it's not. Anyway, while you're researching that, I uh, I might update you on what I've been up to. Oh, go on. Yes, yes. You, you. I. What I like about this is what I've been up to is I've been signing up for races. So I'm just talking theoretically about races and making it sound quite impressive because I might do a race in the future. They're they're impressive races. You've actually done some races. (laughs) Go, what are they? In fact, I've done two races. And I'm happy to announce two course records. What? Yeah, I can't believe it. Yeah, it's been... So you've won? You've won two races? Yeah, yeah. What? Um, What ones are they? Well, one was 
Well, one I was one of, one I kind of thought I'd win because no one goes to it, which is a shame because it's incredible. And one of them, I I was quite surprised. So the first one was man versus mountain. Is that like man versus horse? It, but it must be easier because mountains don't move, so you, you were easily going to win that one. That is true. I mean, um, I mean, I I ended up miles away from it. <laughs> but um, it's, it's it's an epic one. It was it was in Wales as well. So it's it's up up and down Snowdon. Oh, that's but nice. It's quite nice. You start at sea level as well, which just feels pure. Because <laughs> you, you know, when you think I've climbed that mountain, you think, well, I was when already you... fifty meters up. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But you, you properly start, and the things you don't go straight up; they take you back down again. But um, it's quite a strange one because it's a, it's a rat race event, which are always amazingly organised, and quite often competitive. But for some reason, I, I don't know why they just. When it started, I, I, I kind of took off a, a relative jog, and no one wanted it. It was weird. I, I was near the front and thought, there's just no one up for this. So I just thought, sorry, I can't, I'm, I'm not strong enough, like, legs-wise, because I haven't been doing any proper BMF training yeah. to get my glutes. So I just thought, I need to smash this before it gets hilly. So I just took off, and from then on, I was running on fear, and I didn't really see anyone for the rest of the race. It's great. And there's a water assault course at the end as well. What, wait, 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 wait. So, so just explain. So, so what do you do? You run from the bottom to the summit? Right, so the top of Snowden, which is, I'd guess, 1,100 metres or... You stop 12. in the cafe? You don't, unfortunately. You're, not al- you're actually not allowed in the cafe. Are you? Yeah, they said that. Um, why? What was in there at the time? I'm not sure. I don't know why. they Because they, they did warn people against going in there. Um, I think they were worried people would go in there and then either they lose track of them and they'd be worried about them on the course or maybe they'd take the train down um (laughs) but yeah it's weird i got i got near i started what i walked most of the top of it yeah because i kind of looked down i couldn't see anyone i thought oh sweet what what route was it up is is it was quite uh because there's if you if you don't know snowden i think there are three routes up yeah you've got one called the pig track is that right yeah yeah there's there's another one so there's two that go up the face of it one of them's quite steppy one of them you could shuffle up and then there's one which the train takes up the route the train yeah. goes it's, it's pretty nice actually um so we they, they took on an, a new route it's what that's what's great about rat race they they're always really well organized and they're big enough in terms of the money and the numbers that they can create their own paths. So you, you came up almost combined the two routes going through farmer's fields and it wasn't until maybe 400 meters from the top, 300 meters from the top that I suddenly realized, ah, oh, I know this bit. Um, and I thought, oh yeah, this is really hard. I'm just going to walk this. <laughs> so I kind of walked it and, and I was kept on looking back and thankfully no one was coming. And I thought, because my whole plan had been, if I can get to the top, near to the leaders, I, I can hopefully smash it on the way down and fly past them, and that should be enough. Um, so then I got to the top and just, do you know, have you ever run on fear where you think they're going to catch me? They're going to catch me every race. Let's see, <laughs> the bear market. Fluella Benjamin. I'm just quiet. <laughs> I look round and I see the face of Fluella Benjamin on everyone behind me. <laughs> but you, 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 I kind of smash it down, and then you have an abseil. What? You, so you go all the way down into the village, you run a little bit, and then they take you back up, and they do this thing called the vertical mile, or the vertical kilometre, where you, you've got a kilometre, we just go straight up, 
and they, they do a time trial on that. And you can win a prize for being the quickest person up that, which I think is a great concept. It means you've got everything to play for. So, so sorry, you do, a, you do the race and you finish the race. No, no, it's still on the race. You, you get back down. Yeah. Then they take you up this, it's an old, I think it's an abandoned mine. But they take you up this thing called the Vertical Kilometre. And, um, oh, what was great about it, because um, I don't think people thought I was going to be coming through when I was. So they, they hadn't even laid out the timing mat yet. And this guy started running with me. It's because I was, I, was, I was still on the downhill in my mind, so still smashing it through that bit. And the guy started, saw me and started running with me and started shouting, going, get the mats, get the mats. And then he started shouting my time to people, going, write this down, write this down. <laughs> um, but then you go up and then you abseil down, which is, I'm, I'm scared of heights. So uh, that, was, that was interesting. Are you? Yeah. Oh, noted. Yeah, I know. Heights, uh, press-ups. <laughs> so, <what else? laughs> I don't know which is the bigger fear. <laughs> press-ups at height. Filipinos. Filipinos. The, the, the list is growing. <laughs> and um, so this this abseil, but thankfully, because I was... They actually stopped the timer near the, the beginning of the abseil. Yeah. But I was worried that someone might be catching, so I thought, I, I don't want them to see me at any point, because that will give them hope. Yeah. So um, because of that, I, I tried to... Yeah, nice psychology. Oh, I love, I love all the mental games. Um, it's what I'm all about in a race. And I just thought I don't want them to see me. So, which is great because it meant I got to the abseil and just just started swearing and said, "I'm scared of heights, guys. I've got to do this quickly." And just went down it as fast as I could, just just swearing, going, shit, 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 dropping a few f bombs. Um, and then you have this water assault course, which was amazing. <laughs> they. Um, I mean, it wasn't really necessary, but it made it fantastic. Because suddenly you're near the end, and it was it was almost like a lap of honour where I was just enjoying it. And yeah. you you jump into these rock pools, um, and then you have to swim under these um, swim underwater to get into this cage. And such a good race. Did they um, add this bit on the end just for you? Because they <laughs> <laughs> it felt like it. Yeah, maybe maybe it wasn't meant to be there. Maybe I got lost. It was in some water park. They just go, oh, it's got to the end too quick. Quick, make them do an abseil <laughs> and go round this water park thing and do do a little bit of crazy golf and whatever. <laughs> but the great thing, I mean, rat race events are good anyway for I've their... never won a rat race event. I've heard good things. Me not. No, never. That's odd, isn't it? Oh, you should. I mean, I guess they they, they do ultras as well. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They've got the wall, I yeah. think, and coast to coast. Yeah, and... fancy that. Yeah, I mean they—they're really well organised, and they—they—they're not the cheapest, but it's because you can see where the money goes. They're all, they're always on a grand scale, and because this was in Snowdon, which is the the arse end of nowhere, it means that everyone stays for the evening and yeah. just goes crazy and properly celebrate. And because it's a pretty epic race as well, people celebrate and go go nuts. So it's just such a good night. I think we had a rugby game on, and then just got on it um yeah so i did that and that was great that's amazing then then we've already talked about medoc so they we snuck that one in yeah and so i had had that then i had the marathon then i had the eliminator marathon the next week what does that what's the eliminator marathon? why is it called the eliminator I don't know actually. <laughs> is it just one of those ones that they've just given a crazy name for? It's just a normal marathon, but they've called it the Hard Bastard or something like that. Oh man, it's. I, is I, it hard? I, yeah. Why? Yeah. It. 
It's insane, to be honest. You're not bigging it up because you want it, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's um. I mean, it's one of those marathons. It's actually it's more of an it's a marathon that's done by obstacle course races. Because oh, okay. it's it's linked it's linked to um to Judgment Day, which is an amazing event series, uh, Oscar race series, and the same guys have put on the Eliminator race. I mean, what's nuts about it? They put out. It's, it's probably the best laid route I've ever been on. They put out four thousand flags on the course. Really? That is nuts. That's crazy. <laughs> the organizer, he got 4, his dad. 000? Yeah, he got his dad to put them out and to pick them all up. His dad was. I mean, he must have such a bad back. <laughs> but it's because it's. I, I don't know if this is a technical term that exists, but it's an off-trail marathon. Oh, okay. Yep. No, that makes sense. And I mean, there were some bits. Wait, where... was it like wild running in parts? And... I don't know. What's wild running? It's like off-piste. It's off-piste running, isn't it? It's like you say, non non-trail. Yeah, it's if you if you ever see a path, it will be beside it or across it or yeah. round it or through. And so there were. I mean, the first ten miles was 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 fun, and you'd go down riverbeds and you'd climb things and you'd scale up the sides in the mud. But then it just went just went crazy after about 12 miles where though i mean i had a really tough really tough time because my ankle injury i i'd forgotten about it and while we while haven't <laughs> i know so dull so dull i turned it about 14 15 times in this race oh really where i'd and also you start with the half marathon runners so, oh no yeah, and oh. you've got the same the same number, same logo. Oh no! Yeah, so oh, I, I, I took off. Yeah, I mean, it's, it makes it fun though. Oh no, that's good. I, well, that's sort of good in a way because you just don't know what's yeah what's going on. You, yeah, that's brilliant. And I, and I was running with this guy, and after about five miles, <laughs> we were like looking at each other. And again, he's like, "How'd you last year?" And like, yeah, pretty good. Guess oh, what, what was your time? And said four hours something. He's like, "What?" Uh, and I know I did the math, and he's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Why are you doing the half?" And he said, "I'm doing the half." I'm like, oh, thank God! Uh, so about five minutes, I'm like, I can let him go because I was, I was, I was running about the right pace if I'd have been fit, but I wasn't fully fit. But so, yeah, I, so, uh, so how how far was it before you were basically on your own, or out? You knew you were out front. It was only about ten miles. We split, right. and that's when it went crazy. Where there were the points where you're running through bracken. And you knew there was a path beneath the bracken. And you could only feel it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. amazing. And, and it was downhill as well. So you're just running. <laughs> yeah. You're just running. And, I mean, thankfully, it was, it was quite damp underfoot. If it had been a dry, parched summer, it would have been, oh, it would have been brutal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kept on, kept on turning my ankle and, and like hopping. But then the pain would dissipate and I carry on running. But you're running through that and there are times where you're running through all this thick bracken, almost punching your way through, thinking, am I on the right route? And then you see these flags again and again and again and again. I mean, it's, it was a, an um, unbelievable race. I'd, I'd say if you, if you want to, if you want to, ex- I mean, it's, it's in Pippingford Forest as well, Where's Pippingford that? Park. It's, it's where they do a lot of obstacle races. They, they've done Spartan Beast there. But whereabouts do- in the UK? <laughs> the thing is, I always catch a lift there. <laughs> I, I think maybe Sussex. 
or maybe near somewhere called Grimstead. I might have made that oh, up. Oh, Grinstead. He's Grinstead. Yeah, that's, that? that's in Sussex. Oh, maybe that makes sense. Yeah. Though. And it's, it's where the, um, the, do you know, the, the Human Race series with, they do the Mudman and the Trail Man, and they've got a duathlon as well, all off-road. They, they do their series there as well. It's quite a popular venue. Right. Because, in fact, it's, it's one of the most unique venues Probably more so you get this more in Scotland, I think, but it's where you can run through five or six different types of terrains. Yeah. So you can, it can be like you're in a field, it can be like you're in a marsh, it can be like you're in just uh, forests, um, mild jungle. It's, it's incredible. So, um, so I ran that with Claire, and uh, we, we, we basically I'd done that and, and man versus mountain because I needed the points in the league. And I was knackered going into it, but yeah. Yeah, just um, kind of hung on in there and, yeah, really, well, relieved more than the else to, to finish. That's amazing. That's amazing. So you, you've won, like, two marathons, even though yeah. you're not feeling top. But you must, after winning those, you must be feeling, like, despite your injury, you must be feeling, like, super mega fit and on top of the world and flying. Well, I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling, obviously, really pleased. Um, but no i'm i feel i feel terrible now what because um well i mean i well because because we've had three three weekends of of marathons essentially and i've been tapering and then because they've been so hilly and because i haven't been doing enough training on my legs I've not been able to. I, I went into this having almost almost not being able to walk properly until two days before, right? And then I'm like, "Well, I need to taper," and so actually, I've done no proper training for almost a month. Oh, really? Yes, yeah, so I've got I've got a race for uh, for British Future Fitness that the major is coming up this weekend. And I'm thinking, well, for one, I can I can barely walk because uh, my legs are just my quads are decimated from it the amount of pounding i was doing going uh, down hills and i mean do you well i, I guess that's going to lead us it, I, I thought this could be a good topic for today is one of them is race selection how do you choose your races um when there's so many out there and how do you prioritize and how do you make sure you get the right build up the right um calm you know warm down and also race prep you know, because that's what I'm not sure about whether I'm doing enough. I've really had to question now my recovery and also my preparation going into these because I'm just left the shell of of a, of a runner. I know. Do you know what? It's really funny you you say that because I was when I when I thought about like the year where I had the most amount of races, and it was the year that my big race for that year was the Transalpine. But it started yeah. off pretty much at the start of the year with Paris Marathon. Um, and then I went into, I was effectively doing like a marathon and an ultra every month oh, from, wow, okay. from like April to September Yeah. when I did the Transalpine for eight days. And then two weeks after that, I had another trail marathon. And then two weeks after that, I had the Royal Parks Ultra. And it's as though there was no training involved. I was going from marathon yeah. to ultra. And like you say, there was that element oh. of being unfit because... There's no, there's no training in between. There's no speed. Well, no... Why, why was that? Was that because you just thought this is a great build-up or because you had to write stuff or you just wanted to do them? Part of, it, part of it was because I had to write stuff. 
and that was part of the the writing schedule that I had. Part of it was enthusiasm for doing it, and I wanted I challenged wanted to challenge myself for doing it because I just thought you know oh, that's fine. I can rock up to them. I can run them. Um, I can run them effectively. But yeah, my performance in those. While not being amazing, I'm not saying yeah, I'm even coming close yeah. to sort of being any elite thing. The, by the time it got to the end one, it was a case of just trying to get through it. So yeah. finally, yeah. you know, after that last race, I knew that my recovery was literally don't do anything, don't run again until the end of the year because I was I was I was slightly injured as well. And was was that all physical fatigue? Or was it mental fatigue as well? I, I, do you know what? Mental, mentally, I think it was fine. It was it okay. was it was purely physical. Um, yeah, and I think. Definitely, I, I I did too many races, and so I'm now going forward. I'm always I, I'm, I get really enthusiastic. Like when my when, when you like running Mojo comes back, as it has with with you know doing this and, and joining the running club. Yeah, I like to like throw myself into lots of different things. I'm sure everyone does. Yeah, but it's holding back um, from doing it. And so the ones that I've chosen, I've chosen for next year specifically because I think they will they come at good times ahead of each of them. So when I did. So when I did the South Downs Way 100, I always like to schedule, say, a multi-day race or yeah. something to get the miles in. You know, so if you're running 100 miles, then something that's going to get over 100 miles over the space of four or five days, probably about four to six weeks out from it. Okay. So you've got you've got the you know you know that you've got it in your legs, yeah. And then it's a case of sort of maintaining speed, fitness up until. Up until the race, and not putting weight on, which is my, which is always <laughs> the major major thing, is when you start to taper. So that's that's it with me. But you, you have to do races, don't you, as part of your as part of being in the OCR team. So yeah. how do you, how do you balance that? How because you can't choose what you do. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't have put something like man versus mountain and the eliminators back to back. But in a way, I've I've. Um, I'm in a I'm in a corner because I I'm not talented enough to to oh, choose between my races. Don't put yourself down. No, no, literally, literally. So in, in the obstacle course race league, is that right? Yeah, OCR league. Um, there's there's lots of different races you can win points for. Yeah. And while I'm you know a reasonable OCR athlete and I can do quite well in the big competitions and the big races, I'm never going to be coming first, second, and third. Unless it, you know, my t- I'm always going to lose to my teammates in those. Whereas the longer distance ones, or the the slightly more um, marathony style obstacle races, right? Okay, those are the ones that, um, for one, most well, the, people who are the the stronger guys, they're too heavy. Yeah. Um, and also, my I mean, my teammates for one, they don't want to have to do it because they know it's going to just destroy them. Um, and st- st- ruin their training for a while, um, and and a lot of a lot of how the league works is almost defending points. If if there's so many points out there for a win, you need to race to stop someone else getting maximum points. Right. But because they know I specialise in long distances, they know that if I'm in the race, I'll probably win it. So they don't have to turn up right. just to defend the points. Um, and if I'm not racing against my team, there's only a couple of guys out there in the UK that I'd be really, you know, would I'd think would take me um, at, at a long distance OCR. So what, um, what, what I like about your definition of not that talented is you're not that talented for the particular league that you're in, but on its own, on its own merits, you 
Yeah, there's only a couple of people that might beat me in those races. I don't. Think, I know you're not saying that as a as a sort of a boasting thing. It's the fact is yeah. it's weird how it's how it, how, you, how you redefined it. Well, it's also because it's because the people in my team, some of them are so much better than me. Like just like Ross, Jake. When John was there, I mean, we talked about John before. He's it's just phenomenal, phenomenally good. So um, so I'm always judged against them because that's what the sponsors see. That's what I see. That's what they see. That's what everyone knows. Um, no, you shouldn't see yourself through the eyes of the sponsors. <laughs> just remember this. You're really, really talented. What would, you've what got would a Stinger brilliant Bart? personality. What would Martley Bartley you've see? Got, you've got, <laughs> you've got an incredible sense of humour. She texted me today. I still don't find you attractive. She, she texted me today. Did she? Why? Yeah. Um, Stop she... giving out my address on the, on the podcast. Actually, she's only just found out the podcast exists because I was texting her about it. And she um, she texted me about something called Bum Bum Train, this immersive theatre experience. Fantastic! They've just gone on re- uh, reselling them, so she texted me to say get get some of those. And uh, yeah, we started chatting again. It, it didn't finish up in love, unfortunately, but um, she, yeah, she's listening to the podcast. So that's one more listener. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I haven't even asked you when we're talking about this. Have you have you been lucky in love so far? Uh, with her or in no, general? No, just in general. Surely you know all this attention. <laughs> all this attention. You must be. I mean, to be honest, I've you know I'm in charge of the uh, the letters at badboyrunning.com uh, account, and so I, I, I've not seen anything come through. But maybe, <laughs> maybe I just wondered if laugh, laugh, laugh was getting any more interest. I've just thought. Didn't we say we were gonna we were gonna offer a prize, um, a dating prize? Of uh, one of our friends. <laughs> yes, yes. We were. I don't know. How did we work out what the mechanism was for that? The thing is, we worked out the prize. We haven't worked out what the competition is, how you can enter the competition, or, or anything else like that. We just thought it was quite, quite funny to give away the prize of, uh, of her as a, as a date. What about yeah. you? What about why don't we offer you up as a prize? No, no, no. Why because not? you've got to have prizes people want, and they can't get for free anyway. Oh, look, you're putting yourself <laughs> you're putting yourself down. You're putting yourself no, no. down. Okay, here. You, you've got to give a prize that people can't get for free anyway. <laughs> that's the main thing. It's like giving a prize of air. Are you? Are you? Have you seen like in, in Groundhog Day when they do the um, the auction, the man auction at the end of that, and. Uh, you know, everyone makes a bid on Bill Murray, and then the cameraman guy gets up, and he, he they just they can't get rid of him. <laughs> Some old lady has him for like fifty cents or something. <laughs> Come on, man! Um, Come no, on. and I have I have been I have been seeing a girl. What's the way? Here we go. Yeah, well, she listens to the podcast, I think. Well, and the by the time was... this goes out, it'll, it could be over. So, oh no, no, and it's already over. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, was that the quickest one? What was that? So that there are these. We've been recording these for some time now. But the trouble is, when we started seeing each other was when the podcast first came out. So then she then heard all the stuff about the other girl. She thought she thought I was then like double dating this other girl, and I was having to explain how we've had to back that we've had to backfill. Or, you know, record in advance. So by the time she hears things, if I talk about this now, I might be dating someone else by the time. (laughs) If I I don't mention their name, then... Yeah, exactly. Yes. Just say she's a lovely girl. Oh, no, she is. She's amazing. Yeah. She's fantastic. Lovely girl. Um, The thing is, 
what we what we want to do really with this, and we and we've, and we've just gone straight into the middle of talking about race preparation because I think this is part of race <laughs> preparation. <You're, laughs> this has got nothing to do with it, but I think your mental well being is 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 an important part of that race preparation. And so my wife points has been listening to the podcast as well, just to generally find out what's going on. Yeah, um, and she is that how she communicates? <laughs> that's how. Yeah, exactly. She thinks, well, in her opinion, one of her uh, favorite parts of one of the previous episode was uh, in the worst ways to prepare for a race or the worst things to do before a race was you crying your eyes out sat next to your <laughs> girlfriend. That was, that was her like highlight <laughs> thanks Libby <laughs> thanks is that because of the story because she just really enjoyed me being incredibly miserable the other thing we haven't talked about is still staying completely off topic it was your tate-a-tate with a famous um, Canadian comedian who I just, I cannot stop seeing her on TV. Oh, really? oh she's everywhere. She's know, before, everywhere now. Before we go into that, just to, just to bring back, I've got actually a really good piece that combines the preparing for race and the sexiness. Okay, go on, go on, yeah. Did you read Runner's World article this week? No. So Runner's World did an article which was called... Is it okay to have sex the night before a big race? So quite quite an interesting article. I thought the so um, this got was a bit posted. Down market, isn't it? Runners World is that sort of thing. We well, you say that you say that, <laughs> and then do you know someone some, in it? <laughs> uh, um, not that I've I've not I've not looked at names yet, but th- some of the things they say is ridiculous ridiculous for runners world i'm just trying to find the quote now quickly um because it reads more like sex in the city than anything else um oh where it's 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 horrific like children it's, should it's, not it's be. an english piece is it for for english runners world or is it syndicated from the i, th- I think it might be dot com i think it might be the states oh okay but they had this um they've got this <laughs> they're talking about oh wow um i don't i, I feel a little a bit Go british on, and qu- queasy even talking about this so it says using a condom even if you if you're on the pill or trying to get pregnant can be beneficial according to recent research published by the journal um condoms can help prevent sex cord swings in your vagina's ph plus as janet hamilton cscs an exercise psychologist at runners run strong in atlanta notes from a purely too much information and detail standpoint i'm not sure i'd want the morning after outflow of ejaculate happening while i'm getting ready to run a race this is runners world what that is that's disgusting I feel oh ashamed of my lips for saying those words. Outflow of ejaculate happening. <laughs> oh. So Runner's World has taken Honest. a turn for oh the darker God. side, isn't it? Well, just as Playboy ditches pornography, <laughs> Runner's World decides to take it up. Disgusting. There's quite a gap in the market. Cover your ears, David. Cover your ears. Yeah, so... Um, so, wow. if you've ever had a ejaculate flowing <laughs> out of you, can you please let us know? Did it did it improve your race, boys oh. and girls? On this one, boys and girls. So let's... Wow! So letters at Bad Boy Running, or just just hashtags. That let's. Hey, we... This is one. This is one for our Instagram account. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I think we need to be firing stuff at Runners World about this article. Again, Just... wrong use of um, language. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is, oh, I mean... It's oh. like when your gran just comes out with some racist stuff, or just you just don't expect which it to is, happen, and then is, no, you don't expect it to happen. Not when she's been like twenty years dead as well. That's the other thing. Well, if anything's going to fire up again, a good bit of our racism. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's amazing. Okay, we need to we need to write a letter from offended of Tunbridge Wells. Yeah, that's just that is terrible. That's terrible behaviour. How dare they? Why are they encroaching on our territory? <laughs> They are actually, aren't they? It's their <laughs> desperate attempt to try and like muscle into our sector, our niche. We're gonna have to somehow up our fill factor. I know. I feel. Oh, I, I, the thing is, I I feel that we should. Yeah, I feel sullied by hearing that as well. At the same yeah. Time. And the fact it sounds. The thing is, filth you can get away with, but medical filth oh, sounds no. so much worse. Yeah. Oh. Janet Hamilton, you are... In fact, I'm probably going to marry that woman. <laughs> well, we need to get Janet Hamilton on. Call me. Let's, Janet, right, let's everyone tweet to Janet Hamilton. We want you on Bad Boy Running. Yeah, yeah. we Janet want her Hamilton. to come and just talk filthy ejaculate with us. <laughs> <laughs> That's that top 100 spot gone. <laughs> Right, so talk about race preparation. So let's, let's, race let's preparation. Ejaculate aside, let's um, let's go back to uh, okay. Right, this is this is a really poor seg, but how about pre-race sort of pre-race habits and stuff? Remember when I talked about uh, doing the Brighton Marathon with what's it called, ninety minutes notice or whatever? Yes, yes, yes. And I said that I missed out on all you know. I didn't have the normal habits stuff like that. Are there any? Anything that you do, like in the days running up to the race, the night before the race, anything like that, that 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 you've you've always done that become part of the race prep. Oh my god, so much, Wait, so what? much. Well, one one thing before we get into this, just to just to finish off what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not that bit, not that bit. Just to finish off the ordering your races and, and trying to prepare. Oh, yeah. One rule that I heard, which which seems to work, that sounds really good, and I think it might be slightly different for ultras, but I've always been told um, that it takes a day recovery per mile if you're racing. Which is a pretty good rule of thumb. So remember, you do it. But remember, okay, I don't believe any of this shit. Because okay. remember, it used to be the case. They used to say before you know, people started like running marathons every day and stuff like that, that it used to be a week of recovery per mile that you ran a week yeah you absolutely it used to say after a marathon it was like a week's recovery per mile which means that you're 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 off for half a year which is just absolute rubbish yeah but i've i've done a i've done a half marathon and i've done one the next week and i've been ruined and i've done a 10k and i've raced 10k and 10k next year i've been fine i've done a half marathon i've done a half marathon two weeks later and i've been fine so it's it's not it seems obviously I don't know the science behind it and it, it might be it's slightly changed. It's going to change with runners. I've run, I've run multi days where you know I start off slow, and by you know day three or four I'm getting faster. I'm getting better. You, you know the recovery. I don't know. It, I, it, I'm not. No, but this, I'm not so this, sure. this is this is flat out racing. This is where you're giving you you're going for, you're getting your absolute you're going for your absolute PB in a race. But then, do you? But do you go? You don't go for your PB in every race, do you? 
They don't, but if I wanted to go PB two races in a row, I'd use that guideline approximately. But how often does that happen? Um, well, maybe not a PB, but I'll race flat out quite often. In right, fact, okay. sometimes I'll do that twice a weekend. Okay, so then that's different because I, you know, I, uh, I, do, you know, I, I don't race flat out. And, and so, for example, the, I, was, I was racing flat out Manvi Mountain and the Eliminator. And well, if I had my way, I'd want at least three weeks in between those two. Okay, and so you think that's what I get? But it's different. It's different for different people, isn't it? It's not. I yeah. It's it's a really difficult thing to to call because you've got the different you know different type of elevation, different type of uh, race. You know, yeah. if you're running on flat, if you're running on road, again, yeah. there's so many different factors involved in it. You know, um, you know whether you have to work. I mean, if you do, if you have to work, and depending on how. <laughs> strenuous your job is or how stressful it is that you know and how much sleep you get there's there's all those different factors involved as well yeah yeah but i think i think it's a pretty good rule of thumb there with you so what was that rule again so a day for every a day for every mile that you've gone flat out gone flat out so that's a rule for flat out okay yeah so that might be so if i was gonna if i'm going for a pb in the um right marathon yeah then running 14 days later but I wouldn't be running flat out again, would I? Yeah, if you—that's yeah, the thing. Exactly. I mean, you're yeah. fine to—you're fine to run. You're fine to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, if I was doing a math flat out, I'd probably. Well, I'd do a reverse taper. This yeah. is the best advice. So you maybe you only do ten miles the next weekend as a jog, up to twelve miles, eighteen the weekend after. You know, then anything up after that. Um, but yeah, in terms of in terms of what I do before races, wow, I'm I'm Mr. Detailed in my in my I, I'm Mr. One Percent Extra. So no, your ears aren't deceiving you. We've decided to cut this podcast in half simply because we're banging on for such a long time. Head over to part two, and we'll continue the discussion there. <laughs>